Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Sideline Sports. I'm one of your hosts, Jake, along with my two co-hosts, JB and John. Guys, how are we doing tonight? Oh, doing pretty well. Excited. Two days away from the draft. I, I can't wait. How about you guys? I'm I'm ready. I'm uh I'm excited, that's for sure. I don't know. We'll see what the Giants do. I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> on Friday how I feel. I'm not feeling too optimistic right now. I wouldn't get too excited either. We we kind of suck and I've said this before on the show. I don't trust Dave Gettleman, period. So it doesn't really matter. You know, if he's in charge, I, I don't trust us to draft anything correct. Knowing, no, knowing, I mean, knowing the Giants, they'll do the one thing that they don't really need, which is draft another receiver. Because honestly, they could live without it. Just a guess. Let's hope they do the right thing. Well, Matt had sent us that screenshot. I don't know how true it is of the Chargers. Apparently, yeah. tweeted out that they were trading up with the Giants. Giants were trading back, and then the Chargers deleted it. The tweet right away. Yeah, deleted it right away. So uh, that you know, who knows if that's true? It smokes. It's smokescreen season. You know, two days away from the draft. So we all know that these type of things happen where teams leak out things on purpose to make yep. other teams think that. This yep. is happening, or this is not. Just, uh, just, just to say, the the exact trade was because I, I just pulled it up. The Chargers were getting the number eleven pick this year, and the Giants received the number thirteen and the number seventy seven pick in this year's draft. So, well, you know, Giants you know, move back two spots, gain a little capital in a later round. Probably doesn't mean anything, but who knows? I mean, if if it happens, it's kind of Joe Judge doing uh, a Bill Belichick type thing. What yeah. New England was known for. This Moving around picks, getting capital, getting more guys in there that believe in the system. So, you know, I don't think that it's not possible. It still may happen, but for whatever reason, it did it uh, as of yet. But there'll be a lot of moves this year. Yeah, usual. we'll find out. Alex, hey, how you Alex. doing? Long time no see, gentlemen. How, you how doing? are we? Finally got a night off. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Happy to have you. We were just talking some draft. So, John, I'll let you take it away. You said there's a lot going on, so yeah. you go right ahead with whatever you got, man. Yeah, of course. We're two days away from the draft, and there's so much uh, to talk about. Obviously, the Kyle Shanahan was talking about mm-hmm. whether Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo will be the quarterback potentially for the Niners, and then he I, said we don't even know said. if – we don't even know if anybody will be alive by Sunday, <laughs> by the end of Sunday. And it was he like, oh, are said, you saying? He basically said, I have no idea who is going to still be on my roster on Sunday when this is all done. I was like, well, thanks. That's real helpful. Everybody on Twitter was like, is he going to kill Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> right? And it was just, it was fantastic. So there's just so much going on. I mean, that Atlanta talking about trading Julio Jones Oh, that's after June first because of this because yeah. of their cap issues. Yeah. Which then it's... potentially 
says that they're going to take Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase or somebody like that there, somebody, you know, to replace Julio Jones. So it's like, what do you do there? And then if that happens, then what happens with the Miami Dolphins? Do the Miami Dolphins trade back because they're not getting Kyle Pitts or they're not getting Jamar Chase because maybe Pitts and Chase are going at four and five and the Dolphins now trading Eric Flowers might want Sewell. So it's I was like, just gonna say, this Sewell is crazy. seems like the logical pick at that point. Having just gotten rid of Eric Flowers, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> you, add, you, you know, you get rid of one guy, you replace him with a new one. And they signed DJ Fluker, so it's like, you know, I'm Stocking trying to put all on, these. I'm on old giants. I'm trying to put all these pieces together <laughs> on like what's like what's really gonna happen, and. None of us actually know what's going to happen. We all think we do. We think Zach Wilson's going to go too, but he might not. Uh, I mean, who knows? Jets could pull a Jets thing, as I've been where, saying for weeks. What, what would the Jets possibly take other than Zach Wilson? Come on, Devonta Smith, because no he's shot. a Heisman really. winner. They don't it's have a Jets, quarterback, but it's a Jets thing to do. That's yeah, what I'm have, saying. No, I never they know what all. they're going to do. All right, they may be stupid, and I admit that they're stupid. Yes. But, what was that? The one thing that we do know for sure is that they start going after a quarterback exactly. because they got rid of Sam. Hey, thank you. Exactly what I was going to say. They have to get they a quarterback get because a quarterback, otherwise yeah. they don't have one. Well, uh, guys, then... I'd like to see the NFL draft a bit like mathematics. Um, Sunshine, Jacksonville, that's out of the way. Jets Agreed. need a quarterback, and whether it's Fields or Wilson, we know they're doing that. Absolutely. Now, everybody thinks that San Francisco is going to get a quarterback. And they probably do need a quarterback to upgrade from Jimmy G. But what if they do a monkey wrench in the program and grab Pitts? Think about Pitts and Kittle on the field with Debo Samuel and Raheem Mostert. That's nightmare. See, the That's only nightmare. problem I have with that, and I have thought about it, it's, it's not a bad idea. It's just – they're going to have to do a lot of two tight end packages, which they absolutely can. Well, Don't you can line wrong. pits up out wide, just no, like Jimmy absolutely. Graham. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm just saying I'm afraid they won't only because they have George Kittle. I, I agree with what you're thinking, but I'm not. I'm afraid that San Francisco is thinking in a way that's not like you. They're not thinking, let's do two tight <laughs> You know, two tight end packages are. Well, they already like to run the ball. They already like to run the ball with those big packages anyway. So it's not really yeah. out of their realm. Yeah, to... but, but the difference between that package versus what I'm talking about, the to- the packages I'm talking about are where the tight ends are going to be receiving, not blocking. Right. Kyle but... Pitts, yes, he can block, but at the same time, you know, they're going to have to do it. You know, you bring up the point they like to run. They'd rather a blocking tight end at that point as opposed to. But. What about what about you're running a lot and then you go play action and then you have two tight ends going play yeah. action down the middle of the field? How do you cover on a tight on a play action pass? How do you cover Pitts and Kittle running down the middle of the field? How do you do that? Like uh, on a don't. play action pass. And Garoppolo is pretty good at play action. That's the one thing he's he's pretty good at. That's I mean, good luck. I mean, Kyle Pitts has the uh, largest wingspan for a tight end in the history of the NFL. There you go. How about that? <laughs> Guys, I mean, look. I, I I firmly believe that the draft doesn't start until pick number four. Because I do believe San Francisco's getting the quarterback. Uh, at pick number four, you have Atlanta's that's going through changes. Rumors that they're going to trade away Julio Jones. Uh, a 
defense that's Gerber baby food soft. Holes in the <laughs> hold offensive on, line. Alex, hold on. I got to say this. It's not Gerber baby food soft because that's an insult to Gerber. And that we, we can't do that to them. It's worse than that. It truly is. And I want to say that just in case Gerber ever wanted to sponsor this for whatever reason. You know what? It's an insult to them because the Falcons are even worse. Truly. Not to just, just not to take away from your point. Just needed to be said. I think I think if we got seven guys with us, we could probably score on their defense. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Their defense was atrocious. As I said earlier, Ryan is Leaf when Julio is not there. Think about that. Yeah, I, 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 don't know. I know what you're I don't saying. Maybe know Jake that. doesn't get that reference because he's 20 yeah, years old. I, I all right, I got I it. Excuse you. That bad, but. I don't. I don't right. think he's that bad. Look either, at those but... numbers. Look at his numbers without Julio. He's, he's not good, but he's not that bad. I mean, I, I agree. He's definitely I bad. Mean, I don't. I don't think that's fair. Methamphetamines in the off season. So I won't use that reference for Matt Ryan. What you say? <laughs> Probably only need five guys. Yeah, I know that Falcons defense is pathetic. Um, I but agree. Guys, we're we're not thinking straight when it comes to the draft. Because we all know that Kyle Pitts is super, and everyone wants him. But it's not what you want; it's what you need. What you need, exactly. Cincinnati would be, Cincinnati would be an excellent pick for Kyle Pitts, but they have bigger issues. It doesn't matter what weapons you get, for Joe Burrow. It can't protect Joe I Burrow. Panasul makes sense for that offensive line, so that way you can throw to T. Higgins. And to a tight end that you draft later on because Drew Sample isn't the answer. And Tyler Boyd. Agreed, exactly. I, I think the problem is, though, I think the, the the big thing is Joe Burrow is so insistent on Jamar Chase that they may go with him. I hope they don't because I agree with you, Alex, completely that they need to actually protect him first or you're going to have a repeat of last season over and over and over again. But – it seems like Joe Burrow is so high on Jamar Chase. Oh, I want to reunite. I want to get back with him. I want to play with him again. He, you know, he may get exactly what he wants because Cincinnati's going to say, "Hey, he's our franchise quarterback. Whatever he wants," and not, you know, think with the right mindset, if you will. Instead of doing what they need for the team, they'll do what they want for him, or rather, what he wants. I think his knee surgery is more than enough proof that sometimes you get what you need, not what you want. I hundred percent agree. But it's not just Cincinnati that has issues with offensive line. There's a lot of teams in the league, and it's probably the most efficient I've seen it in years that the offensive line is down. So I, I don't know. I mean, a good offensive lineman, they're hard to come by nowadays. I agree. There's a lot of teams that could use an offensive lineman. That's the truth. But Yeah, and – the draft gets really interesting when Miami picks because six Miami can do a plethora of things based on what happens in front of them. They can take Pitts, chase Waddle. Waddle is apparently a big name now for them, or they could trade back. And there's a lot of teams that, that could trade up and jump there. Like the Broncos Cowboys. There's a lot of teams that could jump up and take that spot that could get Lance uh, that could get Mika Parsons, like the Cowboys, yeah. uh, jump in front of the line. So there's a lot of things that the Dolphins will be able to dictate the draft when it gets to six. And then the Patriots could jump in somewhere in, surprise in the middle there at about maybe eight, where they could they could end up taking a quarterback if if one is there. 
you heard the recent news. You heard the recent news that uh, New England's trying to make a deal with Carolina to move all the way up to the eight spot because for some Wouldn't reason Matt Rule me. is sold on being his future quarterback. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm with you. I don't know. But I got oh, no, I got to ask it. about this. I love it. Jigsaw falling into place. And if, and I'm using the word if, if San Francisco passes up on Justin Fields for some odd reason, I believe the hoodie has his quarterback of the future. And who better than mentor Justin Fields than Cam Newton? Same similar situation, 2011. Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbert, better quarterbacks than Cam Newton. Wrong. Justin Fields was the second best quarterback for the longest time behind Trevor Lawrence. And now for some odd reason that can't be explained because the numbers are on his side, he's now the fourth-fifth best quarterback? I was going to say he's fourth-fifth now. When, when, when did this happen? When did they do that at? Um, in 2019, he threw for 41 touchdowns and three interceptions. His only losses against Clemson last play of the game. Uh, he's ran for 15 touchdowns and 854 yards rushing <clears throat> and in a two-year starting at Ohio State. For some odd reason, he couldn't beat out Jake Fromm, but I think Jake Fromm had the right look, and that's why mm-hmm. Georgia went with him. Justin Fields has one of the best deep balls I've seen in a very long time. Justin he's, Fields is the complete package. He's, Arguably, he's great. a better quarterback than Sunshine. I just don't see where the hate comes from. <laughs> and I will fight anyone who tries to dissect think, and say that Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Excuse I'm, me. Alabama has the best offensive line, defensive line, track stars at wide receiver, and a bully at running back. You give me those weapons, I'll throw 3,000 yards for you. I'm telling you. So I don't want to hear this Mac Jones hype. Um, Mr. Pollock, I respect you for the fact that you work for ESPN, but you, you need to take a, a Visine or NyQuil or something. <laughs> your take was completely wrong. Mac Jones was a product of a system where everyone succeeded because it's a power house. All right, you so I got I got a question for you quickly. I, I don't want to. I don't mean to cut you off, but would you say that Mac Jones is similar to what we saw with Jimmy Garoppolo? He was put in a perfect offense. It was great for him. It was, but the offense itself was fantastic. When Garoppolo was on the Patriots, they were a powerhouse. I mean, you know, anybody could succeed. It felt like with with what they had. You think it's kind of the same thing, and that's why you know Garoppolo is not so great. I mean, he's okay, but not great like what we saw when he started those few games in New England. I see Mac Jones as a potential bust. Listen to me now. I'm not saying he doesn't have the 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 chance to be a good, good quarterback. Mm-hmm. But Thank Alex Ferris. You have yeah. losing him. I thought that was just me. I'm thinking Mac Jones will do better than the freezing uh, at the moment. He reminds me of AJ McCarron. Mac Jones kind of kind of reminds me of AJ McCarron. That's a very good comparison. Well, it's a and good comparison in terms of that's an insult to AJ. 
Because McCarron got a lot of hype coming out. Not it's as, a good not, comparison, not much, but in terms of play style. However, if you want, if you're trying to compare him to AJ McCarron, he's got to be running for the hills right now because AJ McCarron complete bust. Oh, that's yeah. my point. No, that's I know. My point. But I was saying, if you're comparing the way they play and they look, all that, agreed. It's a great comparison. But if you want to look at careers, uh oh, if I'm Mac Jones, I'm running for the hills right now. Well, that's the great thing about Can the draft. We all have opinions of uh, where, who's going to be what. And then, you know, we're right sometimes. Most of the time, we're wrong. Yeah. Can you tell me something that Mac Jones does better than Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence? Mm. Well, I can name one thing for each person. He's got better hair than Trevor Lawrence because I think that hair is disgusting. Oh, I don't know about that. Trevor oh, Lawrence got some some nice lattice. Not not a fan of that. And if we're talking about uh, his skin color. That's the other thing that apparently is bright because that's what people seem to care about, right, Alex? And I know you agree. I'm not making fun of you. I'm being serious. That's uh, it. No, uh, that's what he insinuated. Yes, it won't and can't be used against me. You said it. <laughs> I didn't. Well, hey, I'm just saying what I know you're definitely thinking. <laughs> but you know that that argument I, is so, I, old, I, I, so outdated. <laughs> it's just it really is a, a horrible argument as far as why you would want to draft somebody at this point, yeah. you know. You know what? Here's what I'll say, though. I'll leave it at this, and then we can move on to another topic because there's a lot to talk about in the NFL and other sports. Who runs the NFL? Old white men. They're stuck in their ways. They're all the same. And I'm not trying to be racist or generalize people. It's just the truth. It's the but same people that run the country that, have that, that has problems at times, right? It's all the same. All the same yep. types of people run football, run baseball, run hockey, run – Everything, all it's almost always older white men. Just saying, just saying. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. Another thing I want to talk about NFL, John. You started to bring it up, Julio Jones. We, we got to talk about it because I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, what I'm hearing that people are willing to give up for him or are projected to possibly give up for him. I don't know that he's worth it. It's not against Julio, but he's an aging receiver. It's a big gamble to take on, you know, to take him on because the truth is, he could turn into what we saw with AJ Green this year by this next season. You get, you know, you could easily Father Time catches up with him super easily, and then he sucks, he's and that hurt. could really bite a team in the in, in the butt. The last couple of years, he's, he's been hurt years so old. much. Exactly, he's thirty years old, but he's got a lot of juice left in the tank. Guys, it's not long ago. A healthy Julio Jones is a terrorist on that football team. Yeah, but the key word is healthy, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy. That's, so what, yes. How much do you want to give up for him, for a guy that, you know, it, it's a possibility. Are you willing to take that risk if you're under the team? I would take a chance on Julio Jones. He's a matchup nightmare. Six foot six, still runs a four five forty. Excellent hands. I mean, he's crafty. Yeah. A healthy Julio Jones? I'll take him in a heartbeat. Well, that's the whole thing. You got a healthy Julio Jones. When it's I don't know that you are. You know. I mean, but I can't well, blame the Falcons. If I'm the Falcons, I want to blow up the whole thing and restart because they just don't win. I agree. Well, they they're no not heart. trying – 
they're not trying to blow it up. They 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 can't afford their caps their cap they can't situation. Afford, I, they can't that, afford to sign their current draft class. They they don't want to get rid of them. Arthur Blank Arthur Blank said going into the offseason that Julio and Matt Ryan are the two guys that are staying. They're not going anywhere. But you know, when cap hits and and you have cap problems, you got to figure out a way to maneuver it or get rid of people, even if it's Julio Jones. No, I guess so that's why. The, the way they performed year after year, might as well just start over. Get what you can for them and build. You know, because they're not going to win anything this year. Nope. Not somebody who wants Julio, you know, get get what you can for them. That's what it, the league's about winning. You know, you, what good is it to have a mediocre team? Uh, they're yeah. not even good enough to be mediocre at this point, so might as well do something. Uh, I mean, Mr. Shear, you remember yes. when we spoke candidly last year and you interviewed me and, and yes. you thought I was bold when I said that Atlanta was going to have a losing record? And I caught a little bit of slack for that. Here we are 362 <laughs> days later, and they went 4-12 like I predicted. I can't find an Atlanta Falcon fan to save my life. They avoid me like the play. But the I can find on one way. for you. I can find you done, one. You done scared Bryce off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Bryce is my only but, Falcons fan that I know of. Well, he here's, here's so the point. He has that show. <laughs> that defense is the problem. They keep trying to make moves on offense. The defense is the problem. I agree. They're not getting enough push when it comes to the running game. They are only ahead of Jacksonville when it comes to the amount of sacks that they don't produce. That secondary is atrocious. It truly, really is. And I'm glad Neil got out of there because he was hardly healthy. And then when he was healthy, him and the linebacker Deion Jones were the only ones tackling. So, yes. Grady Jarrett. Yeah. And Grady Jarrett half of the time because he took plays off too. They need to focus on defense and not offense. If they pass up on pits and they don't get Sewell, they need to make a splash. I'm thinking maybe Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn. Well, I think if that's going to be the case, maybe they trade back because with the number four pick, you could probably acquire an extra, maybe a second round or a third round. Even if it's a low pick, it's you know it's it's something at least, right? Yeah, a little draft well, capital. Uh, and if they trade back to let's say ten. Well, with- 11, 12, somewhere around there, they could probably still get a good guy like that easily. Well, Those guys will Caleb, still be around. Caleb Farley is expected to fall into the second round because of him having three back surgeries since 2009. So the Falcons realistically could steal him at the beginning of the second round if he's still there because of his his history of back surgeries. And Caleb Farley is just just about as good as those cornerbacks you just mentioned. He just has had the injury problems. So if Atlanta really wants a cornerback and they, and they still want a, one of these top tier guys at four, they can go four and then hope for Farley to be there. You know, whenever they enter the second round, which is a possibility because there's been a lot of talk of him sliding because of these injuries. So that's always a possibility for Atlanta too. I mean, that's risky, but you know, Farley's a fantastic player when healthy as well. See if I'm if I'm the Falcons, I'm thinking honestly. I think the idea of going for defense, absolutely, Alex, I agree. But I think at that point you trade back because honestly, if you want to get those guys, give someone else the number four because 
I mean, yeah, you could get a guy like J.C. Horn at number four, but you could also probably get him closer. You're to not gonna, league. you're not gonna pick J.C. Horn at four. It's just not happening. Right. You don't I mean, pick well, I'm saying, obviously, you can get him there. He's not gonna be gone at four. There's no, no shot. Like the but, but you, but you could also move back to a, to you know around number ten or so, and he'll definitely still be there. I, I'd, yeah, I, I would say he'd likely still. You know, there's a, there's a, I would say. A strong certainty he'll still be there. I don't want to guarantee. That's you can go to the middle of the strong. pack, and you can go to the middle of the pack and probably get one of those guys. Still. Exactly, and, and, worth it. and they could easily add draft capital by doing that. They, even if they add, like I said, a second or a third rounder, they could still get exactly like John, like you said. They could then get another, you know, defensive player with their first pick in the second round, and then possibly if they have a second pick in the second round. Maybe they go for a, a lower tier offensive player if they're so hell bent on going for offense. If that's you know all they can think to do, they could still get guys, their need and get a want. I have a question for you guys. A little bit off the beaten path. Um, everybody's looking at the skill position and not the trenches. What team needs to pass up on the skill position and get an offensive lineman? Oh, there's a bunch. I could go through a whole list. The Cincinnati like. Bengals. Well, we, we mentioned yeah. the Bengals. <laughs> we mentioned I, the Bengals, but there's more than that. I'm thinking the New York Giants. I absolutely Everybody agree. Going to, to New York Giants. And I'm thinking, did you hate just that get everybody does. Southside only, Kenny Galladay? I like Darius Slayton, and you still have Sterling Shepard. You don't need a wide receiver. You know I what you need? Agree. Protection for Danny Dimes. I mm-hmm. like Rashawn Slater as their pick at the 11th spot for the New York Giants. Alex, I right. could not agree more. I, John, I don't mean to cut you off. I just, Alex, it, it's like you read my mind because but, every time anybody has said anything other than either defense, which I'd be okay with, I'd live with that, I, I could live with it, or offensive line, I have been like so, I, I've been so irate because, yeah, okay, get go get a receiver. We don't need one. We have enough. Evan Ingram has his problems, but you can put him on the field. We also just signed Kyle Rudolph, veteran presence. He'll be good enough. It's fine. But the more important thing is if we're not protecting Daniel Jones, it won't matter if I put Megatron, Julio Jones, Randy Moss, and Jerry Rice all on the field. It won't matter. Why? If he doesn't have time to throw the ball to these guys, it will never make a difference. That's So, Alex, I agree completely there. They're probably one of the biggest teams in need because their offense is getting there. Saquon, if he's healthy, he's a great running back, but you got to have a line to give him holes and get him, you know, to allow him to get space, right? Daniel Jones has the potential to at least be better. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but I'm, I'm sure with what he's got, he could be a decent quarterback. I mean, I think most guys with the amount of weapons he would have could probably be a decent quarterback, you know, pretty okay. Even though he's not great, it'll be better. But if you don't protect him, he's just going to be on the floor again, and it's not going to matter. And he's never going to develop because his biggest reason for not developing, he has no time. He's freaking out all the time. David Carr. But that makes sense. So we know the Giants aren't going to do that because, like we said, the Jets don't make any sense. The Giants have now fallen into that where they knew they needed offensive line help for, what, the last four or five years. More than that, yeah. And they haven't addressed it. You know, so – why would I have any hope as a Giant fan? Well, that's right not now? true. They they have. Last year they did. Last, and last Eric Flowers a couple first, years ago. Last year was the first year. Oh, Eric Flowers was a disaster for but you. But they guys. tried. Right. I, they, they made a they made an effort. 
which they haven't really done. No. You know, they have they've been horrible, and it's in both sides of the ball, offensive line and defensive line, where they they've had issues. The defensive line's at least improving now. Like at least it's yeah. better. And the well, defense as a whole was line last year was was Atrocious. better than it's been in years. But no, it's better than it was in years. It's still it's terrible. Though. Yeah, it's still terrible. I don't know. And Gettleman is the type of guy. Gettleman's an egomaniac, so he's gonna wanna he's gonna wanna show off. He's gonna wanna go and get a weapon. It's what Gettleman does. Well, I mean, look what he did with Daniel Jones. He didn't have to draft him. What he did, and he went ahead and got him. You know, I mean, the guy just he does things his way, and they haven't just worked. To, just to put in perspective how bad the offensive line was, they were the fourth worst line in terms of. Their quarterback got sacked the most. The only guys ahead of him, Carson Wentz, who got sacked 50 times, Deshaun Watson, who got sacked 49, and Russell Wilson, who got sacked 47, Daniel Jones right behind them at 45 times. The difference was two of those three guys ahead of him at least were great, like great quarterbacks and can actually make plays out of the pocket. Yeah, they're, they're scramblers. They're scramblers. Exactly. So they, they're they create So that's sacks. the difference. Exactly. Right. They they create sacks, so exactly. you know, without a doubt. And Carson Wentz, you know, sucks. So. And, and look, and I'll say this: no. I think if Daniel Jones had time to develop and was a veteran, he might be able to make a little bit better plays outside the pocket. I'm not saying he'd be as great as Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson; that would be outlandish. No. But he would be better. He is a good mobile quarterback. He just hasn't had the right time to develop, and that's part of the problem. Second best quarterback in the NFL behind Lamar Jackson. There you go. He just trips over his feet, his own feet sometimes. All right. It happened one time. It happened what one time. John, your quarterback got benched how many times throughout the regular season? My guy never tripped gonna, over his own feet. I would rather trip than get benched. We're getting benched because that was, that was just <laughs> bad coaching. That, that's not how you run a team. And I agree. I'm convinced, I'm convinced they'll mess up the draft because of it because they have no foresight. <laughs> yeah, two only have 14 touchdowns and five picks. That's right. Okay. That's pretty good. Let's bench him. That's not his fault. No, that's the organization's fault. The team you root for, the coach. I agree. Yeah, well, that coach went ten and six, so I can't argue with the results. Uh, did he win the Super Bowl? So next, no. Uh, I mean, ten and six. You know, that's not his fault. I mean, ten and six is pretty darn fault. good. That's back about four years ago. Miami was a dumpster fire, running through coaches like we run through girlfriends. They couldn't keep anybody. <laughs> Defense. Offensive line was atrocious. Quarterback play. They couldn't keep Tannehill. They were horrible. Nobody wanted that Miami job. Brian Flores went in, wrecked shop, fixed Miami, and now they're a contender. Guys, and, don't look at Miami like they're a joke. They're for real. And what they did to New England in the last game of Flores' first year where they beat New England in New England – knocked Brady back to the wild card, and then Brady got his ass beat by Tennessee. Don't forget that that was Brian Flores. That's the re- Brady doesn't lose when he gets a bye. Brady didn't get a bye in the last year where there was two teams getting a bye because the Dolphins went in and beat the Patriots in New England, which knocked them back to the wild card. So don't forget that. Yes. Um, how often does Miami beat New England in <laughs> New England? Yeah, that doesn't happen often. Doesn't happen. That's that's a fair yeah, point. But he he also 
doesn't want to manage a rookie quarterback. Why start the guy if you get a bench him in a close game? That's where you learn. That's hey, look, not how you... Flores, Flores, Flores the, basically defending bad coaching. That was his, basically his first season of coaching because the first season they they so so we're taking away purged, the, the win in New England. They purged the roster and had nothing, and they still won five games with nothing after selling the entire roster. That's impressive. So, so we're going to give them the credit for the New England game, but not count the year. And then we're going to say it was. It yes. was his first year they coaching, sold, so it's okay. They sold I'm the entire roster. He just needs to fit it to make his points work. That's all. But they sold okay, the entire the roster. The logic doesn't work. They tanked <laughs> on yeah, purpose. I understand that. And, they, and, they, you know what? and he still won five coach. games. Because he was a good enough coach, but he doesn't know how to manage a young quarterback. You don't do that. I agree. But it's but not he's a good coach. Play. So how are you going to say it's not his fault? He's the decision maker. He's it's a good Chan coach Gailey. who's too focused on winning. He it's wasn't Chan focused Gailey's on his future. fault for not knowing how to run an offense. That's so. Did, that did you watch those games? The head coach. The head when coach is responsible. I don't. You can fire the a head coach is not. The head coach is not responsible for what the offensive coordinator calls. That's but not actually, the head coach's he, job. But he gets ultimately, final say. No, he does yes, not. He actually doesn't have any say during a game unless they make it his call. It's not his call to do anything unless with the offensive play calling. That's offensive coordinator's job. I have to disagree with you. I have to disagree with you because Adam Gase and – okay, you have the offensive coordinator and the head coach. They have to be in unison because if someone mm-hmm. makes a bad play call, or decides to run a, a third down play on fourth down, that's a miscommunication. So but to it's say that not, the, But that's not the head coach's call when they when they make the play calls. That's the offensive coordinator's job. That's the reason they hire him. It's for him to make those decisions. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they run things by the head coach. I'm sure, you know, you gotta be in you gotta talk to your head coach, but ultimately exactly. it's the offensive so, coordinator's job. So if, if you're running it by the head coach, that trust means head your coach, guy. If you're running it by the head coach, that means head coach gets some kind of say. I'm yeah, but he has he has to do he has to take care of the entire team. He doesn't have time to just worry about what the offense is doing. He has to worry about the entire team and the length of the game. Yeah, well that's half the team. Actually, There's really, three phases to a it's team. It's really a third. It's, I agree. There you third. go. I'm, there you I, go. I, I took it back. I'm so, co- I'm so confused by this logic of this argument. I'll make it real simple, JB. John is saying this. He doesn't want to put any Hold blame on. on Brian Flores. So because of that, he's twisting words to make it fit to his points. Hold on. I have a question. So would you consider the Washington football team, did, did they have a winning season last year? No. No. But they went to the playoffs. playoffs. They won their division. They almost, beat, the division. they almost beat Tom Brady. They that almost, that's almost what defines a winning season. But a winning season is A, a winning record, and B, making the playoffs. It's a combination of the both. That's okay. what I define as a winning season. It has to be both. It's but not they won one the division. or the other. But they, they didn't the have division. a winning record. They got did, you have, the division. did you have a problem with Ron Rivera rotating quarterbacks in and out? Yeah. No. Did bit. you say one damn thing? Did you say one damn thing about Ron Rivera rotating coaches in and out? Did you? No, because they suck. They were... No, because oh, there wasn't a rookie quarterback that I was worried about. It does not. It doesn't matter. It does matter. 
It doesn't totally matter. Scenarios. There's a young quarterback the in Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins was Dwayne Haskins franchise. was a, a rookie, they, though. They We're talking about a rookie. Already. It doesn't matter if you're a rookie or one-year pro. They He's a new guy. But that's their fault. That's but they rotated fault. guys. So, wow. so you didn't wow, have a problem. Place. You didn't have a problem Ron with Ron Rivera, Rivera I, rotating. On, I just said, hold on. First year as a head coach in Washington. He did not like Haskins. That was not go his back guy. to go back on so the tape. And I said I had a problem with the switching of quarterbacks. I said yes when you asked it. Go back to the tape and watch it. I said so, yes. But, but first of all, Haskins was not his guy. He didn't like him to begin with. He wasn't happy with his play. When you take over a team, that's fine. Oh, okay. Laura, so that Laura, justifies Laura, it. Flores was there when they drafted Tua. Right. He's the face of the franchise. You don't bench him after you start. So was Dwayne Haskins. No, he wasn't. No, you draft after, a in that guy, second year he wasn't. You drafted a guy fifteenth overall the year before. Rivera He's got to be the face. Hold on. It doesn't so John, matter. John, hold on. John, hold on. Hold on. John, let's be honest with each other. Daniel Snyder drafted Dwayne Haskins. It's also true. Let's make that absolutely perfectly clear. Daniel Snyder. Right, but you don't Haskins. give up on a quarterback one into his second season. You don't just give up on a quarterback, typically. Different you know what I mean? Like, you have to understand that Dwayne Haskins was playing close to home. Oh, this I know. Where- I know he's a bad quarterback. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying, when you draft a quarterback and he's into his second year, you don't just give up on him that Also, quick. correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Dwayne Haskins did have some off-field issues that they were not too yeah, happy about. No, I which, know. I'm not which, defending. Which so so hold up. So that but that plays into it because the situations are so different. First of all, to a rookie quarterback, they expect him to be franchise quarterback. At that moment what when the season starts. Hold on, when the, when they start the season, Tua is expected to be franchise quarterback. That's the that's difference number one, because by you know, year two, I don't think anybody really believed Wayne Haskins was still the franchise's future. I truly don't believe anybody was thinking that, at least at that moment. That's number one. Second of all, did Tua have off-field issues that we know of? Not that no, I can of course know. Not. I, not that I can recall. Did Dwayne Haskins? Absolutely. So again, another what? factor that going goes out with switching. strippers without a mask on. Hold on, that goes in. That was the, number, that was the biggest thing. Hold on, but that's another thing that leads to switching of a quarterback. The team okay. is disciplining him. Because you They're went upset. out with strippers? It's a safety a issue. It's a oh. safety issue. Not the I point, did. though. It's not about I what did. he did. It's about the fact that there was an issue. The team wasn't happy. And the point I'm away. making is it's reasons that the quarterbacks were constantly switched. I'm not saying I agree with everything, but I'm just explaining the situation. It was deeper than that. Oh, the absolutely. Strippers, the strippers were just a tipping point. Look, Ron Rivera had been battling cancer. I spoke with Mr. Rivera at the 2020 Combine, and I asked him about Haskins. And he said, overall, he was going to give Haskins a fair shake. And I believe he did. When you lose to the Baltimore Ravens, but you're talking about the 300 yards you threw in the locker room after a loss, that's not a good idea. When you're on the sidelines celebrating the victory and you're not there to take the kneel down for the last 15 seconds, that's not a good look. I was at that game. When you get frustrated because your offensive line isn't protecting you, 
but you throw three interceptions in the game and yell at people like you're Tom Brady, it's not a good look. And then when you know about the COVID protocols, but you want to be an IG star, (laughs) okay, you're dysfunctional and you're immature. You don't deserve to be the franchise quarterback of the Washington football team. I agree. So that, see, thank you for proving my point. Though. And see, my There's point more is to it than you know trusting or not trusting his quarterback, like it was in Miami. Miami was a simple: I want to win. I'm not trusting my quarterback in this situation. But everybody in Washington, gives... there were so many external factors, not including the fact that he just that Ron Rivera didn't seem to like him as a quarterback. It's hard to compare the two situations. It's apples to oranges at that point because but why does... one has a lot more factors to it than just. I want to win. I don't trust my quarterback in this situation. There's a lot why, to it. Why does Ron Rivera get more more credit? Ron why does Ron Rivera, Rivera wasn't there when he was drafted? But Hold why on. does Ron Rivera get all this credit for making the playoffs and turning I don't the give culture him any credit. around? No, hold on, hold on, because I've seen a lot in the, the media playoffs. where he gets a he lot of credit. They made the playoffs. He was the playoffs. He was hold on. The playoffs. It doesn't matter. John, John, hold on. To your point, though, both coaches have gotten credit for turning the franchises around. Do not twist the word. But why does Flores Flores get more hate and Ron Rivera gets all this love? I don't Flores. I will tell you why. I have a coach, but he's a horrible decision maker with a rookie quarterback. I will tell you two things, John. Number one, Ron Rivera beat cancer. So people were automatically going to fall in love with the story of him being the coach. Yeah, so did Chuck Pagano, but Chuck Pagano sucked as a head coach. Hold on, so, that's reason number next. one. I said reason number one. Listen, so people are going to buy into that year. Oh, everything he does that's good is amplified. Why? Because he just beat cancer. So everybody's extra excited about everything that he chooses to do. That's number one. Second of all, I lost my point because I was so busy trying to not talk about or, or to to disagree with you, honestly. I lost my point. I don't. I told. Right. I'll be honest. I lost it. It's all right. Because there's, you, you, we used logic on this already. I think we're done. We, we're beating a dead horse. My, my, my brain is like shutting down. Listen, he's just, a good coach, but when it comes down to it, Tua is your future. You, he needs to get experience. You weren't winning the Super Bowl last year. That's maybe it's simple. Were you going to win the? Did you win the Super Bowl? Maybe it's not him. Maybe it's Ross. It, isn't sold okay. on Tua. Because I've heard a lot of Ross, I've heard a lot of Ross not being sold on Tua. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. At least from my, from all the Dolphins, Dolphins places, I get all the information. But, but Flores is the one. I'm just out telling of the you. I'm just telling you. So why I've heard a lot of Ross. It's it's not necessarily Ross's decision at that point. It's it's you got to trust your your new GM, your new head coach. You know you got to trust them to make the right decision. He might not do necessarily you, be sold on it. Do you think? Do you think he's calling down from the owners' box and bench the quarterback and the close game? Own, owners don't typically do that, but sometimes when owners step in and they say, "Okay," you know what I mean? Like they whisper in somebody's ear and they say, "Okay, you got one more year." You know what I mean? Like this I've heard a lot is, of Ross. Is Ross is in. The Steelers were going to blow the game against the Browns so that they could play the Browns. <laughs> next week. And I, we saw how that one turned out. I'm, go, I'm just going to move us along. So, anything else going on in the NFL, guys? I don't think so. I don't think there's Actually, any big stories. Yes, I want to talk to you guys about this and get your personal opinions on it. Um, 
Buffalo. Buffalo Bills, Buffalo, New York. Uh, they have put a stipulation into the season ticket holders. We want you in Buffalo. We want the full capacity, but we want you vaccinated. And as long as you're vaccinated, you can be a season ticket holder and attend the games. How do you personally feel about NFL franchises mandating that you're vaccinated in order to attend football games? Oh, it's awful. <laughs> right now, I know for baseball, the Yankees and Mets, because I was looking yeah. to go to a game uh, last week, you have to have a vaccination two weeks out or a negative test. Negative COVID the test. Three, so, right in the last three days. And you know so, what? I get it. JB, you kind of hit on the point I was going to make, funny enough. I don't love the entire idea of it. I think they should do exactly what you just said. I think that would be more fair because there are people that are just not comfortable getting the vaccine. John, I know you're one of them. And I, look, while I don't, I got it and I'm, I already have my second shot. Next week, I'm fully vaccinated. That was a personal choice I made. Not everybody is going to be that way. I think it should be exactly what JBU said that the Yankees and the Mets are doing, either or, because honestly, it doesn't matter at that point. I understand the point of having the vaccine and the whole point of them saying that is we don't want people that are sick or going to possibly be sick in our stadium. Understood. But if you make people get a COVID test and they show that they're negative, they should be able to come to each game. Now, I think they should have to get a COVID test before each game that they plan to attend and prove that it's a negative test because, again, it is a safety issue, and I completely agree and understand that. But I don't love that they're mandating a vaccine. That's a little bit too far. I think it should be either or. While I, I get it, I, I'm personally of the of the mindset that you should get the vaccine and be safe. Not everybody is of that mindset. It's a little bit, I think, unfair to say that's your only option to come to our games. I think they should be a separate option because not everybody is comfortable with it. I'm not totally opposed to it. I mean, it's their stadium that they're selling the tickets. If that's what yeah. they want to have, they have the right to do it. Absolutely. You know, I, I kind of like the way it's being done in New York City. Even the Knicks and uh, Nets are doing the same thing. COVID test or vaccine right. two weeks out. That's the way I would do it. I agree. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with the Bills doing it. They're costing themselves money because, you know, there's going to be people that, that can't get tickets because of that. But they have the right to do it, I, I believe, John. Oh, you won't get my money. If if that's the case where you force me to to have a vaccine, you won't get my money. I won't be there, that's for sure. And I'm sure there's plenty of other people that won't go if you're forcing people to get a vaccine just so they can go to a sporting event. I'll just watch it from home, you know, for free and <laughs> sit on my own couch and eat my own food and not, not pay $10 for, you know, this and that. No okay. thanks. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to pay $10 for chicken tenders and fries. I can just eat at home and not have to deal with, you know, paying for $25 parking and going out of my way and all that. No, thanks. I'm good. I'll just stay $25 parking? Where are you parking? Ah, oh, man. That's He's not expensive wrong, to park. JB. That's a discount. That's <laughs> I was going to say. Well, if you go to baseball game. You're at the John, there. I was going to say, one of the bad lots. Well, no, let me be completely honest with you. Um, I am behind the scenes, but whenever I would go out and check a Tampa Bay game, yeah, parking's atrocious. I'd rather park in somebody's yard or neighborhood 
and throw them ten bucks. Then deal with stadium parking. It's horrible. Getting out is mm-hmm. even worse. Getting out is even worse. Oh, it's That's awful. Fair. The worst part. I, the worst part is I, I'll never forget. This is a quick story. It was last uh, uh, year and a half ago, end of the 2019 season. I went to a Giants Eagles game with my cousin. We, you know, he's an Eagles fan, so we go together. It's raining at the end of the game. We are in the rain trying to find the car itself in the first place. Why I hate stadium parking? Finding your car at night in the rain was a nightmare. And then getting out of the lot sucked just as bad. It was Ugh. terrible. Yeah. Stadium parking is never fun. It is I, the I worst. The, I went out to LA a couple of years ago, the Dodger Yankee series. Oh. The Saturday game, it took us over two hours to get into the Dodger Stadium. Oh. Lot. Been to many Yankee playoff games. I just take the yeah, train if I'm going to the Yankees. No, we got to drive. Got to leave at four o'clock to get there for an eight o'clock first pitch. But you know, and it's what ten miles for me. But you know, yeah, you're it's a like lot closer. Going- it's like going to the bathroom at one of these events. Ugh, oh, that's a nightmare terrible. too. That's horrible. that's a nightmare too. But not anyway, enough not enough toilet paper. Hail to the now. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else for the NFL? No, that's um, uh, actually actually yes. One last thing. One last thing. Um, <clears throat> guys. We do realize that with the hiring, that the landscape of the NFL has changed. Jacksonville has been rumored to move to London, but the NFL is looking for expansion. I'm thinking they're going to have to add two because you don't want that misbalance from yep. NFC to AFC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two cities deserve new NFL franchises. It's a good question. Uh, well, Jason, I'll start with you. What two cities, AFC, NFC, deserve NFL franchises? That's a great question. I mean, thinking about it, you got the team that moved to Vegas with the Raiders. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, and it's tough. I mean, hmm. what cities it's- deserve it, or what cities deserve to lose it? What cities deserve to get one? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. If someone want to start, because maybe that'll help me get thinking here. I feel on the spot. It's it's hard. Well, I asked the question. I have it in my mind, but I asked the question. Guys. You know, it's interesting that a state like maybe like you know, Oklahoma doesn't have I was thinking about them. I have to admit, you know, they're they love football over there. Um, they love college football. Right, but the they Cowboys. love football. They, like, they love football in general. You know what could be an interesting you know? one? I, I know it's not a big state, like, you know, in terms of, like, probably a lot of people. Iowa? They're big on football. I know that. They're huge out there. How about Portland? Would they want football? Or nah. maybe even Kentucky. Nah, no Kentucky. Not, no I Kentucky? Think <laughs> no. no. I think you could sell more football. Portland's a, a good downtown area. There's a lot of people. Mm. You know, they support the Blazers Ooh. really well. You know, it could be a good one. Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah. Well, there's nothing to do team, there. That's exactly my point. Give them something to do. And if you put a team in London, why not put a team in Mexico City or Toronto? That's a good one. Mexico City would be interesting. Yeah. 
If you're going to go yeah, well, internationally, got... you might as well take advantage of Canada or Mexico. You might as well, yeah. New Mexico, give a team back to St. Louis. Uh, Toronto, uh, excellent. Hey, you know what? New York needs teams. They don't have any. They don't have any teams. John, shut up! Wow, Joe, we're gonna have a. Miami needs a team too. That's gonna come out of my mouth. Miami's not a state. New York is where the teams are, or you could say New York City. No, no, no. They play in New Jersey, except for Buffalo. You Buffalo. Buffalo. They play in New York. But I see what John was trying to say. He was being <laughs> no. He's just making fun of my team, and that's 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 okay. Well, I mean, they deserve to be made fun of. I, mean, I agree. Doing half the time, anyway. That's true. All right, but Alex, what were your two cities? You said New Mexico and Toronto. All right, what oh, two me? franchise? Yeah, you. I said you. You said New Mexico and I Toronto, right? The franchise. I believe Portland would be an excellent spot for a franchise. St. Louis hasn't recovered since losing the Rams. I would That'd love St. Louis awesome. to have a team. Was that? I would love St. Louis to have a team again. Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. That 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 those fans don't deserve to be treated how they were treated. They were loyal fans. Stan Crocky just yeah. sucked. He was terrible. San Diego. San Diego. Those fans got screwed. Those fans got screwed. Two teams in LA, that's never going to happen. It's just like California has enough yeah, teams but, as is. Yeah, but San Diego got screwed. Those, those were some loyal fans. Just the stadium was a dump. Fans were loyal. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't blame them. What two cities would you take teams away from? Because Miami. their teams suck. Hey, yeah, my Miami team doesn't Jacksonville. suck. I would take Dallas. away from Detroit. I would take that team away from Detroit. Nah. I mean, they suck. Detroit, Detroit and well, Jacksonville. Let me ask the question. Is it based on because the team sucks? Is that the criteria? Yeah. Yeah, the team has just been so bad for so long. Honestly? done New anything York, that – The Jets, seriously, they're terrible. You can never do yeah, that because of the but, market. Because of the market. Too too market. You can't do it because of the market. Case, I would have taken. If that's the case, why not get rid of Cleveland, bro? And nobody, Cleveland nobody cares about Cleveland. The, the Baltimore Ravens and won not one but two titles. I know. Cleveland City is cursed. That's true. Yeah, but they actually are starting to turn it around. Yeah, but those fans are loyal, and they're turning that's it true. around. Browns, Browns fans are some of the most loyal fans in the world. Yeah, they are. I, I would take it away from Detroit and Jacksonville. That's fair. Or Jacksonville and Houston. No, I wouldn't do that to Detroit. Detroit deserves their team. They're they're a long time. It's about I the only thing see. they've left. I, I would, I you know, maybe Houston. Houston's Houston not a bad and idea. Jacksonville, two AFC South teams. Forget y'all. Y'all mad. Y'all mean. <laughs> All right. So I think that's it for you, the NFL. Alex, would you relocate to Jacksonville? I mean, to London, if you, Jags moved, would you oh, li- relocate to London? I would be a proper <laughs> prostitute if I went to London, absolutely. <laughs> on the regular, throw some shrimps on the Barbie, and you oh. would see me rotate between blondes, brunettes, uh, and reds. I have, a, I have a question. How comes you have not gotten into the AEW game since Jags 
are all in with AEW and stuff. How comes you're not in with the AEW game? How comes uh, you haven't asked asked him about that? Well, you got to get you, on that. I want to see you like in a feud with like Cody Rhodes or something. I would whoop Cody's ass. <laughs> there we go. That's the fire I need. No, for I um, I try to stay professional and make sure it's about football. AEW wrestling is about fun and entertainment. You got to be able to separate the two. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. So I think that's it for our football, though. So there is one topic, John. We'll get into baseball. I don't know what you got to talk about, but there's one thing I have to bring up because I was personally really upset about this. I I didn't like it, and I want to get your takes on it, and I want to talk about it. We can debate about it if we disagree. The other day, it was, uh, I want to say, over the weekend? Uh, April 20 – yeah, so yesterday yes, – uh, yeah, yesterday, actually. Excuse me. I take that back. I, was, I believe it was yesterday. Madison Bumgarner throws a seven-inning no-hitter versus the Braves. However, it doesn't count as a no-hitter because it, was, because it was part of a back-to-back doubleheader. That's why it was only seven innings, not the standard nine. Baseball refuses to call it a no-hitter because he didn't play nine innings. If the game had gone nine innings, had it gone to extra innings, and it had been a full nine innings, and he played – the nine innings, it would have counted as a no-hitter. But because it only stopped at seven and he threw a no-hitter, it didn't. I got to get – I'll start with John. With what? I don't see a problem with it. A baseball game is nine innings. Let's do this slowly. How many innings have been in a baseball game since they started playing baseball? Okay? Okay? Okay. Seven innings – there's not nine innings. All right, so hold what on. So I'll, I'll throw you a question based on that. trophies. That's not how this works. Uh, no is it, is, is it his fault? Hold on. Innings. So let me throw a question to you then. Sports like football are expanding their season's length. It's now longer. Should records not count for those? Should th- those sorts of things not count because it's different now? Because it's it's something out of the player's control, but now it's a longer season? It's this is unprecedented no. what happened, but the games, originally it was 14 games. Then it moved to 16. Right. The records didn't really matter. It was all about value and quality of talent. You want talent for doing less work. NFL is doing more work. You see how I used your question against you? 17 yeah, games but, is more than 14 games. But quality. So while you might have a running back that has more yards in one particular season, everybody knows it's because it's 17 games, not 16. You right. want to so give why not do the same thing with this no-hitter? Why not say he threw a seven-inning no-hitter and not a full nine, put a little asterisk, give him the no-hitter, but no, make it clear. No, asterisk. no. No, not his fault. No. Listen, as no. I say with sports, you can only play who's on your schedule. He can only pitch seven innings if he gives only seven innings. It's not his fault. Exactly. It's a no-hitter. So let me ask you this. Does a no hitter does a no hitter count in baseball when a pitcher pitches six it's a nine inning game, pitcher pitches six innings, gives up no hits, three relievers come in to combine no, to give up. A hold on, though. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm say, holding. okay, say that pitcher this comes in be, for this is gonna be on. as good as the the Flores. The pitcher comes in go. for seven let's go. Pitcher comes in for seven innings. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
give him seven innings like Bumgarner. Then the three relievers come in to combine for two innings, no hits. Does that count as a no-hitter for that starting pitcher? No. Or those relievers? No, 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 no. Actually, they yes. gave up no hits. They yes. gave up the no hits. A, yes, the team gets a no-hitter. But do Absolutely. those pitchers do the pitchers get a no-hitter in the record books? John, no, they don't. Well, yes, if you're saying the team, because then the team goes down and those pitchers are included on said team as part of a combined no hitter. So in yes. the no hitter, in the no hitter books, when you look at the number of no hitters all time, that doesn't get added in. Okay. Question. Was there's it a, a difference? So there you go. Hold on, but there's a difference. Was it a complete game? It was a complete game. It was nine innings. So, nine innings. No, 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 game. No, no, was no, Bungarner's no, game complete? Yes or no? It doesn't count to me as a complete game. Was it game. a complete? So. So then no, how, seven then is, game, not, how a is not a complete game. game. The game it's not nine. Count. So hold on. Hold so the then the game, game shouldn't count. They shouldn't get the win. Is that what you're saying? It's still a game. They still have no. to play the game. No! no. It's either a complete game or it's not. It's not both. Well, then why, then why don't the no-hitters count when it's combined no-hitter? They do. They don't. They start at the beginning of the game and pitch to the end of the game. They don't count in the no hitters books. If you go you to no hitters, they count. They do count, just not. They now. don't count if you. I'll, if no, Bumgarner so I'll tell pitches, you why it doesn't. Hold on. You ask why it doesn't count. I'll tell you because he didn't. The pitcher didn't start the game and end the game. That's why he did not complete the game personally with a no hitter. That's why. Guess what? Bumgarner started the game in the first inning, ended the game when they told him the game was over with a no hitter. He allowed no hits through the entirety of the game. He can't do anything about it. He could have gone needs to be nine innings. No, not according to Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball sets the rules, not Madison Bumgarner. Agree. Yeah, well, a game should be nine innings. That's how it's always been. It should be. It doesn't count. It doesn't count for the standings, doesn't it? Guess what? It counts as a win, it counts in the standings. If it counts as a complete game, he threw a complete game. He threw a no-hitter through the game he could play. It's not his fault he couldn't pitch two more innings. I understand those two innings it are some of the count. hardest innings, but it doesn't matter. So does it count the record books as a win? It does. Okay. It's not going to be a win. It, it wasn't nine innings. <laughs> That's just how it is. I mean, I don't make these rules, but the no-hitters don't count unless you pitch nine innings. My own. Oh my God, John! How does that make sense? Okay, look, I don't make the these the rules, John. John, I don't John, make a John. I don't make a guy start on second base John. in the tenth inning John. of a game. I don't last, make that happen. Hold on, John. Last season, you're acting Dodgers, like I make this John, stuff happen. You John, make it happen, you. John. Last year, no, okay, I'm the rule setter. You. The Dodgers won the World you. Series in a shortened season. Does their championship count? Not to me. Not my oh, record God. book. You want in a shortened season. Go in it in a I'm full gonna, season. I'm going to lose my mind. They won a championship. How does it not count? Doesn't count to me. Asterix doesn't count. Right. Hold on. But you just said it. Put an asterisk. That's exactly what I said. That's it doesn't exactly count. What I'm it doesn't exist. It doesn't oh exist. God. When it doesn't count, it doesn't exist. You just said it doesn't count, put an asterisk, which implies that, yes, they get it, but put the asterisk saying it'll get it. It'll get it to you, but in my mind. same thing. In my mind, they get nothing. Bumgarner won a game. He completed a game. He threw zero hits, 
through the entirety of a single baseball game. Therefore, it is a no-hitter. It's not a no-hitter. How many hits did he give up? It's the same thing as going seven innings and then your relievers finish in the game and nobody gives up a hit. Doesn't count. Just doesn't. A few good men, John. Huh? You ever see the movie A Few Good Men? No. Okay. That's your assignment to watch that movie. I want you to be like Tom Cruise. (laughs) Next week, I'm going to question you. All you're going to do is answer the question. Is that the one with Jack Nicholson? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. Okay. So let's go back to it. Did he pitch from start to end the whole game? We'll call it a complete game in just for baseball. It doesn't count. You need to pitch nine innings to get the complete game and to but get the no. It's not his fault that he couldn't pitch nine innings. I don't care. Wah. Go cry me a river, bum gardener. This is, what is he this supposed is the to major do? leagues. Go play two innings when oh he can't. God. Tell him to tell him to cry uh, you know me what? a river. On my Wah. TV, he pitched the two innings. There was no batters. They were all strikeouts. He got six <laughs> strikeouts. <laughs> He I'm can gonna, cry me a river. I'm going to create a new baseball record book, and he's got a no-hitter. He's gonna, it's going to be the J.B. Ellis book of baseball records. It's a no-hitter. He threw no hits, or he rather, he allowed no hits through the entirety of a game. Hey, whatever your record book says, good for you, man. My record okay. book. You want to take guys out of the Hall of Fame. I'm making my own record book. What the hell? Might as well. That and we're starting a food podcast. Look, which is Harold next. Baines doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Oh, take that to my grave. He doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. John, you take that to your grave and no one will care. I'm sorry to say. I don't care. You know what I'll say to you? As long as I know. We can get rid of Harold if we give him a, uh, a no-hitter. I'm cool that with that. That makes more sense to me. And Barry Bonds no doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. He's not. Wait, He's not part of this conversation. Excuse Why you. should Barry Bonds go into the Hall of Fame? He was one of the greatest players. Of I know exactly. Hold on, JB. I'll answer Cheater. the question for you. I, exactly. Cheater. He used drugs. So did like every Get other player. Here, cheater. I could go down a list. Yeah, no, we can't drugs, confirm drugs. that. We, okay, so we can't. What? That's you can't confirm okay. that. Steroids do not make you yeah, Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer long before steroids. He looked Thank like God. me. He looked like me, and then he didn't look like me. He never looked like you. Trust me. He looked like me when he started. Never looked like you. He was taller and a lot more muscle. Not personal, John. He was a major league athlete. Uh huh. He was not. He was was not as big as he ended up. He was never that small, John. He was not a small guy. I mean, granted, his hat size got bigger as he got older. (laughs) He became Popeye. With spinach no, no, overnight. The incredible bulk. Okay, <laughs> anyway. yeah. The incredible, became the incredible Barry Hulk. But, I mean, he still was one of the greatest of his era. <laughs> John, what do you have to say to this? Because this is probably my favorite comment of all time. Look, we're not on the food <laughs> section. Oh, we're getting there. John, we got two sections we got to go over quickly. Actually, three, because I want to talk a little NHL. There's something going on. But two sections we have to go over. First of all, John, I hope you did your homework. 
Punchable face. Who's this week? Who's number one this week? Who is it? It's got to be Julian Edelman with all this talk. It's got to be oh. Julian Edelman's the most punchable face. He's not a punchable I mean, face. He's not a Hall of Famer, and he's an easeable, easy punchable my, my face. My question is, where is the graphic where like, somebody getting punched in the face for this segment? I don't have a graphic. Nobody told me to make a graphic. I'm not a graphics guy. You were supposed to have pictures. I'm so just the face, the face and the voice of radio. That's all. Oh, okay. But this is video. This is video. This is radio, man. Hey, guys, do you, want, do you want the numbers? Do you want the numbers? Huh? huh? Guys, guys. Guys. Yeah. Hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say this. 2,022 yards and touchdowns make Famer. You're cutting out, man. You're cutting out. I heard Jerry Rice. Oh, I heard Jerry Rice. That's about it. I'll take Super Bowl. I mean, hypocrites. <laughs> That are trying to a famer. <laughs> this is like uh, I'm trying to piece it together. Hines Ward, Jerry Rice, guys, Jerry Rice, Hines Ward. I've heard that before. We got Randy Moss, Quentin Julian, Hall of Fame. Get that, Julian. I heard. Okay, I heard Hines Ward, <laughs> Jerry Rice, and Julian. The password is Edelman. <laughs> but but in all seriousness, John, he's not that punchable. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, you look at that face. You just want to punch him right in the teeth. Oh, Randy, that's right, what you want to do. Really? Yeah, you I look at Julian Edelman. I thought wanna... you would do better. I'm disappointed with ah, this. No, he said number one this week. We're all talking about him going to the Hall of Fame. Come on. Oh, that's easily punch him right in the square in the nose. I've seen worse. Give him raccoon eyes by breaking the nose. That's what you want to do. John, I've seen worse. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Who's number two? Who's number two? Because I want to get off of this one. What's that, Alex? (laughs) I didn't hear what he said. Nothing. Alex is having technical difficulties right now. Eh, happens. Anyway, um, I said the only way he's going to the hall as a ticket to Washington. Agreed. I actually exactly. heard that. Can you he hear me, less... guys? We hear yeah, you. Yeah, I can hear you. He has less touchdowns and yards in the regular season in his career than Dion Branch. Okay. The only wow. way the hall of Alex is and... like. Thanos, his face is like disappeared. I can't, we we banished like... Alex. So he's back. Nope. Oh, we oh, lost him just... All right, John, did you have any other more punchable faces this week or no? Uh, that was my one punchable face all right. this all right. week. All right, so I've got two more things I definitely want to go over. And, Jamie, we can talk some NBA if you got some stuff, and we will have time. We're going to get right. to the last part of John's homework when we do that. All right, now we got to get to our food section because everybody I know is waiting for this. This week's quick debate. Hopefully we all agree on this. 
the better cookie, the original Oreo, not double stuff, not any of the the original Oreo versus the original Chips Ahoy, not the soft batch, not the wow. the, 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 the the blue, the blue you know little box the or bag. You know I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking it's about. Not fair. This is really not fair. I will show my oh, – I'll share my screen to show exactly which ones I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. The original Oreo on the left and the original Chips Ahoy on the right. It's quick, easy. Which one's better? Go ahead, John. You could sort it out because I have a feeling – This is hard. This is a hard, man, hard one, man, because, like, if the Chips Ahoy is, like when, – when that one came out, is that one, like, soft – or is that one like hard? I'm that's, not sure because I don't remember that soft far batch back. Is, the soft batch is like the, red, the red one, and yeah. that one's softer. This okay. is a little bit harder. It's this like a regular crispy. cookie. It's like a regular cookie. I remember as a kid liking the the Chips Ahoy more. Like I like Oreo, but I never loved Oreo. I probably would go Chips Ahoy because I All never right. loved. Before I we get into loved... the debate, JB, what's your pick? I, I just want to hear it. Oreo, Oreo, absolutely. I never loved Oreo. I liked it. But Oreos I never are so versatile, it. though. You can eat them in like five different ways. Everybody says you tear them apart, but do you ever? I mean, you normally oh, just time. shovel them. I shovel them in my I mouth. Always I always split mine. Oh, I don't. Absolutely. I just, I just shovel them all in my mouth. No, you got a dunkable. <laughs> Oreo and chips ahoy are both dunkable. That's true too. But uh, as Oreo said, I don't said, like my cookies soggy. Now the hold on. If we go back to Oreo, cookie. hold on. You go back to Oreo, you're talking about dunking, right? Hold on. I want you to read me something. What does that packaging say on the Oreo? Can you read that? I can't. <laughs> I can't read it. Let's what see if I zoom in. Cookie. Oh, milk's favorite cookie. Milk's, milk's favorite, cookie. favorite cookie. I rest my case with see, what JB said. But perfect for milk. I don't yeah. I don't like a soggy cookie. Like you don't have it to make it that apart. soggy. You don't have to make but it soggy. It, but Oreo it gets soggy and starts to fall apart in your soggy. milk. If you oh. leave it in too long, the right yeah, dip is a little bit milk. Just got a little milk on it, but it retains that crunch. And then, and then if you do that, then your hands get all messy. You can use a fork. I don't really like. You, oh, you can't that? eat. Whoa, 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 whoa! You cannot you, eat a cookie with a fork. Absolute, you cannot John, do that. You never seen this? No, okay. no, 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 no. You can stick I'm a fork. No. In the no. Oreo, in the you team, are banished. You're muted. Somebody no. mute him. No. Mute him. If you're, <laughs> he's wow, muted. You are, not, you are not using a fork on a cookie. No, I'm you not muted for that cookie. one. But John is over here saying, "You're oh, muted." I don't want my fingers to get all sticky. Well, if you want to be that, no, baby. not sticky. I just don't want him to get all like all messy with chocolate all over them no when i eat cookies i just want to eat them and get out i don't want to get a mess chips ahoy those are how you dunk them coffee i've never tried that that's interesting i gotta try that they get a little bit softer because they become like the softer one but they're not soggy they oh it's a really good i gotta try that that sounds interesting but your hands will get dirty joe I got to try it. I mean, you know, you got to try everything once, so I got to give it a try. Sounds interesting. Mm, No, no. But Oreo all the way. And uh, Look, I'm going to say this quickly. I did not come up with these debates. If anybody wants to watch a full episode of another podcast, not my own. I'm a big and practical Jokers fan, so Sal Volcano, along with one of his buddies, does a podcast. It's called Taste Buds. That's where I'm going to be pulling these for now. They got some good debates. I'm giving them all the credit in the world because it's all them. 
But that was a good debate that I saw. I said, I got to ask us when, when we, we, we do our food section. That's a good one. And, John, you're on the wrong side. The fact that you said Chips Ahoy is just I- – I just deserted. never loved. I never loved Oreos. I liked them, but just never fell in love. They're with so them. good. But I, I don't love Chips Ahoy. I just, I guess, I like them a little more. I, I mean, what's I your really... favorite cookie, then, John? Oh God, I'm afraid to hear this. Just, just a plain old chocolate chip cookie. Just a yeah, plain old like chocolate what chip brand. Cookie. It doesn't have to be. It's not a specific brand. It's just a plain old chocolate chip. No, cookie. we're talking about like buying at the store. What's your favorite? Look, there is no specific. Oh, you just. I, I I love almost all cookies. Just love them all, basically. Shall we go on the call? We go to Giant. <laughs> go to the Giant supermarket. You gotta pick a cookie off the shelf. Just gotta pick out a, a soft cookie. I like the soft. I don't like hard cookies. Soft are the best. Okay. Because then, then it's not all crumbly and messy and all Jamie, over your shirt. What's your favorite brand? My favorite cookie? Gotta be Oreo. See, okay. Well, actually, let me let me rephrase that. Okay. If we're we're talking about that's a I would call a specialty cookie, if you will. If we're talking about like regular cookie, yeah, it's not. Well, when I say regular cookie, which is what I'm going to ask you, that's like chocolate chip or chocolate chip and peanut butter or whatever. You know, that's a regular cookie. Oreo is a specialty cookie because it's not your average, you know, bake in the oven kind of cookie. That's all. What's your if you get a regular regular like a regular regular cookie? cookie, I would go with a chocolate chip cookie. No, but what I, brand I like those... from the store? What brand from the store is my question? Oh. If we're going to the store. Chips Ahoy. If we're going with the store. Oh, no. Oh. See, I like Chips Ahoy. Don't get me wrong. But I will, hands down, I will die on this hill. Tate's. Best cookies. Be I don't Tate's even is... know what that is. Tate's oh. is a specialty cookie in my mind. No, they're, not, they're chocolate chip popular. cookies. Tate's has just they're, chocolate they're chip cookies. Popular. You know, it's a great oh, cookie. Oh, but they're so good. You know, it's because a great cookie. Those little yeah, sugar are. cookies that you get at Christmas with a little chocolate chip on the top, the little like Hershey Kiss on the top, oh, the little I sugar cookie with the Hershey Kiss on the top. It's that's, not on the top. It's in it, really. But yeah, I don't know okay. what it's called. I don't know what they're called, but they're really good. Eh. I'm not a fan. No. What? I'm not a fan. You guys they're are okay. crazy. They're okay. but the, Not a fan. Okay, I'll say this before we move on and finish up. The big problem for me the Hershey Kiss pokes through the top so much when you try to bite the cookie like a you know, yeah. normal cookie, like you put it in your mouth like this and you go, yeah, but bite. I don't. The, the Hershey Kiss is like going to hit me in the mouth. Yeah, or but you bite I'm just it. Miss it. That's why you have to bite it from the side. Bite the cookie, kind of nibble you can't around bite the a cookie like that. You nibble around the Hershey Kiss and then you finish the Hershey Kiss off. That's a lot of work. I'm muting John because that's just too much work and it sounds stupid. Hey, look, I want to bite there's my a, cookie. There's a method. Oh, like Debbie! I'm going to mute Debbie right now. Pecan Sandies <laughs> are terrible, Ew. awful oh, cookie. Right. That that gives me. She last... deserves to be muted. That gives it's me an awful one last... cookie. That gives me one last good question, and then I want to move oh. on. Favorite Girl Scout cookie? Oh my gosh! If anyone, if anyone has the wrong answer to this, I'm, I'm there's two butter. right answers. The peanut me, butter. Two... Uh, you're getting removed. Like tagalongs. Yeah. Peanut butter are the best. JB, All there's right, no doubt about you know it. There's two right Thin answers. Thin mints. That's Thin right, mints that's are the what, worst. That's they one of my best. There's two. I have two. I can't choose between them. They're so different, and I love them both. I love Samoas, and I love Thin oh Mints. Oh, Samoas. Samoas. Thin, Thin Mints. Samoas. Oh, they're so Samoas high. are really good. Thin Mints in the freezer. Oh, Thin that's the best. The 
Thin mints in the freezer are so I good. hate I hate anything mint, so no thanks. Oh. You hate anything mint? <laughs> yes. Mint is wow, terrible. You're... It's overrated. Wow. It tastes like toothpaste. <laughs> no. It tastes no, like no, I'm no. brushing toothpaste. my teeth. That's the sugar. Wow. Sure. You're scaring me, John. I, I agree. Oh. I'm All curious right. next week what you guys' uh, fra- favorite coffee brands are. That, I don't really drink coffee to be honest with what? you. So I, I don't I, I drink it, but I'm not like a huge fan. I just You're gonna have you're gonna have to have I, a bunch of coffee this week to sample and come back. Yes, you're gonna have to. You have well, homework. The question you is have to get are, addicted. We talking, are we talking a store brand that you can buy or are we talking like going to a place like Starbucks? Oh, whichever you prefer. I don't I don't really know what you prefer. Right. Not, well, you can get Duncan because you can get you can get Dunkin' at the store. You can get at yeah. the actual place. You can get Starbucks at the store, at the actual place, Folgers, you know, whatever you prefer. Or if you prefer the garbage water McDonald's, oh. you know, or something like that. All right. Uh, All right. Enough. Enough. All right. All right. I want to move on because there's a little bit of other things I want to talk about. This week I want to talk a tiny bit of NHL. Just touch on it. There's nothing more to talk about. It's just, hey, here's some news, and then we'll move on. I know a couple – actually, it's over a month ago now. Uh, back in March, we talked to Gary Bettman, or at least I did. I, I think you guys were on that call. I don't remember. but Yeah, no, I was on I that call. So yeah. NHL had just signed a deal to do certain rights for their playoff games and their regular season games and such to be with ESPN and the Walt Disney Co. That was great. We got to talk to them. But now, actually, today, if you remember, when they signed that deal, only certain years – of the Stanley Cup final would be with Walt Disney and ESPN, and only certain playoff games would be with them. Now, today, the NHL signed another deal that also expands to 2027, same as, as ESPN and the Walt Disney come. They signed a second deal that essentially works in tandem with that other deal with Warner Media, which is uh, TNT and TBS. That's, that's them. That's who we're talking about here. That basically covers the other years. So the few years that the ESPN does not have a Stanley Cup final, which is, I believe, three years. I think Stanley Cup final for uh, ESPN and Walt Disney were four seasons, so that leaves three seasons um, still available. So they're going to televise in 23, 25, and 27. They'll have one conference final series each season from uh, from this upcoming season until 2027. And half of the first round playoff games plus 20, excuse me, plus 72 regular season games per season. Some of those games will end up airing on places like HBO Max. They will have rights to win a classic. They will have a lot of stuff. They'll host half of the Stanley Cup playoffs, like I said, for every single year, which is great. And it, it begins next season, the 21-22. And more importantly, for anybody like myself who uses Bleacher Report, which I do, it's one of my sources for highlights and such. I like to use it. Um, it expands digital highlight rules and such for Bleacher Report. So anybody like myself that happens to use it, uh, Bleacher Report now has more ability to use NHL highlights if you're into that. So nothing too exciting, nothing really to talk about with it. It's just kind of, hey, here's some news. But NHL is clearly expanding, and I love it. And more importantly, it's something I know we talked about when they signed with uh, ESPN slash Walt Disney. They're trying to move onto the streaming platforms. They're moving away from regular TV. HBO Max is going to have some of those channels. 
it's good and it's bad, but I like the fact that they're moving in a digital era, you know, moving to the streaming services as opposed to just regular television. I personally love it, but again, not much to talk about with it, not much of a conversation to have around well, it. There's nothing to, to debate necessarily, move. but it, it's, it's no, good for them. It's a great move because now they have two really good partners that are going to put out their brand and market yeah. their brand. And that's what the NHL needs more than anything. Yeah. Them yeah. and the NFL. Uh, excuse, me, the, excuse me, the MLB. MLB. MLB, yeah. they need it. We were talking about that before the show. They need someone to market their product because, you know, you want to make people watch this game. And the only way to do it is to have good partners. I absolutely agree. And this is the third straight year that the Hurricanes have made the playoffs. Just yep, so you that know. Was, that was the next thing I was going to get into because a couple teams have playoff, uh, have already clinched playoffs. Not sure if you know, but not counting this this year, the Hurricanes just clinching. But the last five times the Hurricanes have made the playoffs, four of those years they've at least reached the conference finals. And two of them they've reached the Stanley Cup. So at their last five appearances in the playoffs, four times they've hit the conference finals or better. That's pretty impressive. So they I usually agree. make a strong run when they when they hit the playoffs. Because last year was divisional round, the second round. So they've hit the second round or better the last five times they made the playoffs. And four of them conference finals. Pretty good. It's, not, it's, it's impressive. But yeah, a couple teams have made the playoffs so far, at least. Um, so far from the West, we have three teams. We only have one team from the Central, which is the Hurricanes, John just mentioned. East and North, nobody has clinched. But so far, the four teams that have clinched, Vegas Golden Knights, Colorado Avalanche, Minnesota Wild, and as John said, Carolina Hurricanes. So we got a fourth of the way there. All our teams are still a lot of things to be determined. It, it is far from over, and we will obviously talk about that uh, when the season ends soon, a couple, couple weeks now. There's but, about, uh, yeah, there's about six or seven games left. Uh, depends on yeah. the team, but yeah, give or take. Yeah. Because Kane's got six to go. Kane's have six. Tampa Bay has like seven. I think some so, teams have around. I think it's between. I want to say ten and six because yeah, I think like the Bruins have a couple games going still. The Canucks have, I, th- I think, a lot because of the because of. COVID. They don't count. They don't count. The Canucks were a, a nightmare, but yes, yes, it definitely depends. But I would say between ten and six games is approximately. So that's that's. That's between a week or two. I would say it's about think, yeah, two weeks. I think May yeah. 8th is the final game. Yeah. I think it's somewhere May 8th. Around, somewhere, about yeah. somewhere around there, yeah. So that that is about two weeks away. Will you almost, be watching the playoffs four. even if the Rangers don't make it? Absolutely. I never miss the playoffs. I love it. Gotcha. Playoff hockey playoffs. is playoffs hockey is the most exciting hockey, uh, most exciting set of playoffs in my opinion. There's mm-hmm. nothing I, like I, agreed. it. I will agree with you on that. It That's is. That Unbelievable! As of the regular season, and I think I'm I'm most excited. The, the you know all the teams have played in their division with like a couple teams. I can't wait to see what these teams look like against teams they literally haven't played all season. It's going to make it for an interesting playoffs in that yeah. respect. Of that, because you have you know the Central Division, for example. I'll just take them because Hurricanes. Yeah. We just talked about them. They've only played in the Central Division though. Normally, they play in their division, then they play out of the division, and they yep. play against everybody. They've played an isolated set of teams. Like, the North Division is all the Canadian teams. Obviously, they, that, they, that makes pretty much logical sense. They're in Canada. They're up north. Nobody has played anybody from Canada 
unless you're from Canada. So <laughs> those teams, it's you know, they're just an easy example of a set of teams that I can just quickly pick out because they're all from Canada. Those teams are going to have to travel and play American teams now, the rest of the NHL. But it's just going to be interesting to watch because they haven't played anybody besides themselves. So that'll be interesting to look at. Yeah. So it'll it'll make it definitely definitely much more interesting. But to answer your question, yes, of course I'm going to be watching Rangers. Make it or not, I don't care. Yeah. I always I I don't miss. I love it. It's nice. it's like my favorite time of year. Baseball's going on. Basketball playoffs are going to be coming up, and NHL playoffs can't can't beat it. Can't beat it. It's great. So speaking of basketball, I know we're running low on time. Anything big going on, JB, that you want to quickly touch on? So, John, two weeks ago we spoke, and I said to you, how many losses are the Nets going to have in the playoffs before the finals? What's the answer? (laughs) I'm still not sure. I mean, this team, you know, this team still hasn't put it together with all their pieces. Uh, You were right about what the Lakers are doing. Because look at right around, guess who just came back a couple games ago? AD. Guess who's easing his way in right before the playoffs, about 10 games before the playoffs starts? AD. And that's exactly what JB said. He said they're going to have AD come back right before the playoffs, ease him in, and he'll be ready to go as soon as the playoffs start. Then LeBron will come in. They'll play the Nuggets. LeBron will get. He'll he'll get his rust off, you know, when they play the Nuggets, easy win because no Jamal Murray, and then second round and they'll be challenged. That's what JB said, and it looks like that plan is coming right on schedule. He's absolutely yeah, I mean, right. You know, I, two teams that I, I'm just still in amazement. I've spoken about them the last two weeks. The Knicks with the nine-game winning streak, that and the team, you know, that ended it, the Phoenix Suns, which to me is the other story. You know, after going undefeated in the bubble, you gotta love what both both those teams have done. And I mean, it's the Knicks are in fourth place in the conference, three games behind the three seed. They're a hey, decent team, I'll fan. say that. What was what was the last time in your life the Knicks were good? Uh, I think it was the year Lynn Sanity. Uh, it was around that. I was going to say they went to the playoffs. Were you and I just, at that point? <laughs> they, I think it was. Conference finals, they played Paul George and the Pacers. I want to say that was like 2012, 2013 was the last time they were like actually like legitimately good. Wow. Yeah, it's I, it was around time. then. It's yeah. been a long time, and I'm glad for the, the people in New York. And then the other team, the team in Brooklyn, finally took back over the first place of the conference, which I figured they would. The Sixers will find a way to choke. They always do. You think? What do you guys think? The Nets hold on for the one seed, or probably? Yeah, because I don't think the Sixers, like you said, I don't think they're going to hold on to that. But I'm still the Nets. Still, you know, have a lot to prove. KD misses games and he plays. You know, you still don't know what you're going to get when all three play because you really don't see the all three out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's still a lot of mystery to this team, a lot of talent, but how's the ball going to get spread with all these new guys with the big three who haven't really played together? So a lot when the season's just about to end, still a lot of question marks, you know, with the entire team, even though mm-hmm. they have a lot of talent, talent doesn't always equate to, you mm-hmm. know, winning a championship. So. And right. last thing, last thing to add, since we did the NBA pretty quick, because this time of year is pretty boring 
because we're almost at the playoffs. We're not there yet. Just want to mm-hmm. get there. So they got the play in this year with the seven, eight, nine, ten, as we were talking about before the show. Jake, yep. what, what do you guys think about it? I like it. I, lo- I, I I'll just say I love it. Honestly, it's going to provide. It's going to hopefully provide a little bit of parity because even if it's the the low seeds, you know, you may have a team that didn't make it last year but makes it to the play in this year and then makes the playoffs. It'll provide small parity, but it might be something. It's it's a nice different idea, and I enjoy it. I don't like it only because like baseball makes sense because you play 162 and they only typically had four teams making it on each side before. So it made sense. But for NBA, you already have half the league making it. And now you're adding basically 20 teams make it because 10, there's 10 teams counting the play in game. So that's basically like 20 teams can claim they made the playoffs. That's 20 out of how many teams are 31 or 30 in the NBA. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's almost the entire league. It's almost the entire league making the playoffs, if you will, because the playing game tech, I guess technically counts. Well, you know why they did it. They did it to help try to stop the tanking. Yeah. You know, I just don't like it because like MLB, it makes sense, but NBA, it's like, you already have 16 teams. Because, you make the playoffs as a wild card, you get one game. If you're right, a pitcher as a bad game, you're done. So I, I but it's a little, that, that, it, it's a know. little different. At least in MLB, it makes more sense because of like you can't play 162 and only have four teams make it. It's just not fair. There yeah. should be more teams in the MLB that make it because of how many games they play. I think that there should be more teams that make it. It's another story, another argument. But NBA, you already have 16 teams. That's that's over half the league making it already. Well, and now you want to add two more on each well, side, John, basically? John, nobody's like, – no, it's not changing how many teams make it. Eight teams only still make it. It just right, changes but still technically, it. Still technically, if you're part of that playing game, technically it's like 20 teams are part of that no. – you know what I mean? Part of that little yeah, circle, part really. of that tournament. You, do you count the one team, the team that loses the one game wild card as a playoff team? I don't. No. To me, that. Yeah, that's I, do. A, I do. I do. That's just game one sixty three. That's no. not to me. That's not a playoff team. And, I, and I, personally, I, I, I don't count, count it. No, I think I if you got there, then it should count. One game. Yeah, you only get one game. Because it's a playoff game. No, it's a play-in game, actually. But it's the same thing as like NFL. What you know, one game and you're out. You know what I'm saying? but it's a totally different season. You're playing 16 now, 17 games, as opposed to 162. 162 games to play one game to matter. That doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, but it's about the best you can do because you can't really add another three-game series. That'd be a lot of waiting. It'd be a lot of oh, waiting well, for those other they teams. Love, they love this seven inning doubleheader player. Seven inning uh, doubleheader. Please no, gosh, no. Ah, uh, uh, no. Have- in, all, in all honesty, you can play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right right after the season, and that's that's your punishment for being in the wild card. You don't get that those days off if you or win a could, gap and go three games. They could shorten the season by like three games never and then happened. just add a three game series. Never happened. Oh, I know because of money, but yeah, I I think that's it for me. I mean, you know, there's some other stuff, but it's getting late, and we could go on forever with 
you know, venture to. I mean, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. John, where can they find you? Uh, Bluehawks13 on Twitter. Sideline Sports, of course, here. NBA Carousel covering the best team in the NBA, the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. And covering the Baltimore Ravens for the NFL Carousel, hosted by Alex Lemon, our very own, and our very own Eric Wilson, the great Eric Wilson. Um, so on the NFL Carousel, whenever that comes back in the fall, you want to check that out. Uh, how about you guys? John, aren't you doing a show on Thursday as well for the draft? Yes. Yeah, doing a show for the draft Thursday with Eric, Alex, Megan, um, it's going to be a big show. We're going to be covering the entire draft. So um, it's going to be awesome. You're going to want to check that out on uh, the sports arena. And I'm JB Ellis, JB underscore the program, uh, the program podcast on the Believe Network. Um, also, the NFL carousel covered the Chargers, produced the NBA carousel hosted by Megan Price. And of course, here with Jake and the guy who doesn't like Oreos. <laughs> the chips ahoy they're guy. a little we'll they're they're like kiss overrated oh god here we'll just do this <laughs> one second there you go <laughs> look just saying <laughs> kiss is an overrated band oreos are an overrated cook i'm just gonna mute him because i don't want to hear it chips ahoy you can stop talking now because that's your new name for today um you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Just look up at Jake underscore Malik. That's usually where you can find me. More importantly, you can find all of our sideline sports content across social media, wherever you want to look. We have it on Instagram and Twitter, and that is at sideline sport one, as you see across the bottom. And on YouTube and Facebook, just look up sideline sports. We have a YouTube channel and obviously just a Facebook group that we talk in all the time. Uh, and more importantly, actually, as of yesterday, uh, Sideline Sports is also on Spotify, and we're working on getting on Apple Podcasts as well, actually. So um, link will be in our description on our YouTube video, as you know, all our other stuff usually is. And um, if not, you can just look up Sideline Sports on Spotify if you just want to listen to us and you want to miss seeing things like me changing John's name to Chips Ahoy. And steaks are, should be well done. No. All right. John likes hockey pucks. Remember that? So, so, so just a quick list, and then we're going to cut it. John <laughs> likes benching to a tongue of Iloa. He likes steaks well done. Long like walks puck. on the beach. He likes chips ahoy. Uh, John, you are a madman. And with that, Thank this you. has been Sideline Sports, and we will see you next week. Later. Eat your steaks well done. Welcome to Tuning In To Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning In To Sound Wellbeing today. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives' activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production.